Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. So for this week's episodes, I thought it may be helpful to share the audio of a presentation that I recorded for middle and high school students earlier today. If you listen to this podcast frequently, some of the ideas and concepts I share, they may be familiar to you. However, I thought it may be helpful for parents to hear some of the things that I share with students during presentations. Now, I was a bit long-winded during this presentation. It was about 40 minutes or so in length. So what I'm going to do is release this in two parts for the podcast. And the second part will be released tomorrow night. I hope you find this information helpful. And if your child is open to it, feel free to share it with them. But only if they're open to it or wanting to. Okay, so here's the first part of my presentation to middle and high school students. Hello, my name is Nick Thompson. I'm a therapist in Boulder, Colorado. I work mainly with middle school, high school, and college-age students. Thank you for taking the time to listen to some guy you don't know. And because I'm some guy you don't know, what I'm going to do is not sit here and just try to give you uh, advice, advice of my own, I should say. But instead, what I'm going to do is provide some of the recommendations from students that I'm working with who seem to be doing pretty well during this time, all things considered. So instead of my words, I'm going to provide theirs. And after I provide their recommendations, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump in there, try to back it up a bit, provide maybe the how and the why, some brain science as to why it works, not just for them, but for other students and people just in general. And so it's just, these are just ideas because they might be effective for you. Could be something that you try. I don't know. It's up to you. But I just wanted to provide some of the words of these young people who seem to be doing pretty well during this difficult and different time. Okay. So I'm just going to jump in now with the first recommendation from a student. I have focused on taking care of myself physically during this time. This hasn't been easy because of everything going on, but I find it makes school a lot easier and I'm just in a better mood when I'm taking care of myself. So that was taken from a junior in high school. So on this one, I'd like to share with you a little bit more on the, on the physical wellness piece of it. Every time I, I, I sit down and, and meet with one of the people I'm working with, we go over something that I call our SCORE. It's an acronym. I printed this off. This is going to be difficult, but I can do this. Okay. So SCORE stands for, the S is for sleep, C is for consumption, O is for getting outdoors, R is for relationships, and E is for exercise. Every time I meet with somebody, we both do it. We sit down and we go over our SCORES. From, and we rank each one of these from one to 10, 10 being fantastic, one not so hot. So how did we do that previous week in each one of these categories? How are we sleeping? In terms of consumption, that's about nutrition, 
um, eating healthy foods, eating enough. Um, within that consumption also includes screen time. Are we having a balanced relationship with our screens? Not all screen time is bad, but when it gets out of balance, uh, it can have a negative impact on focus, mood, overall our mental health. Also in consumption, uh, someone's you know abusing drugs or alcohol. We'll talk about that in that category as well. Okay, so that was C, consumption. Then O is for outdoors. Are we getting outside? Going outside is good for us. And I realize there are limitations on going outside right now. Um, but if you have a small yard, if you have a tiny deck, something, can you get outside, get some fresh air, get that vitamin D from the sun? It's really helpful. R, relationships. Are we spending time with good people? Now, I know this one's difficult as well at this time. But this is where screens can be helpful. This is where we can connect with other people. Maybe it's, I don't know, through, through Discord or, or FaceTime or just a normal call on the phone. We need to make people a priority. They say that mental health is created socially. This is true. The number one predictor of mental health, physical health, how long you live and happiness, positive relationships. Relationships, relationships, relationships. They're very important. Um, okay, E, exercise. We've got to move our bodies. You're a human being. I'm a human being. And because we're human beings, we have to move. Sometimes when I say this, when I share this with, uh, with somebody, they'll be like, well, I'm not an athlete. I don't play sports. I'm like, no, no, I'm not talking about sports. I'm not talking about athletics. I'm talking about movement. And because you're a human being, you need to move. And during this time, during this pandemic, so many people haven't been moving that much. They've been having a sedentary lifestyle. There's this great quote uh, by Dr. Stephen Alardi. We were never designed for the indoor, sedentary, fast food laden, socially isolated, frenetic pace of modern life. And I so agree with that. When we take care of our bodies, it's amazing how much better the mind does. During difficult times, I like to point out that it's essential that we get back to the basics. My argument is that the basics are the body. If we take care of the body, the body will take care of the mind. Um, one way that we can do this is the first one that I mentioned, sleep. It's so important, this one. The Academy of Pediatrics says that on average, young people should be getting eight and a half to nine and a half hours of sleep. Call that nine hours. So I can't see you in the classroom or wherever you're watching this right now, but raise your hand if you get nine hours of sleep. I work with so many middle schoolers, high schoolers, and college students who do not get enough sleep. And if you're getting less than, say, seven hours of sleep, you're going to begin to experience the symptoms of sleep deprivation. I think later in the video, I'll get into that, but it has a lot to do with feeling more anxious, a difficulty focusing, um, delayed reaction time. It's a lower mood. Relationships get difficult. And school is really difficult when you're, when you're in a state of sleep deprivation. And that doesn't mean not getting zero hours of sleep. I'm saying less than seven on a consistent basis. You'll begin to experience those different things. Why I always start with score is because I've never met somebody, never, who has improved one or more of these categories and hasn't felt significantly better. It's true. Us human beings, we think we're fancy. We're so fancy. 
we got these fancy thoughts and these fancy emotions. And therefore, because we're so fancy, we might need a fancy intervention, you know, to match up with our fanciness. But what you'll find is that it's the basic things. It's our body. And when we take care of these basic things, things get so much better. We can focus. We can pay attention. We can sustain effort. It's easier to regulate our mood and regulate our behavior. And it starts with the body. I remember when I was little and uh, I was out of sorts. I was dysregulated, frantic, angry, whatever it may be. When I was real little, I remember my mom like lean down and go, now, Nikki, do you need a snack? Do you need to go potty? Or do you need a nappy poo? And to this day, when I'm out of sorts, when I'm dysregulated, when I'm overwhelmed, anxious, whatever it may be, I'll sit there and pause and out loud, uh, even when other people are around, just because that's fun. So I'll say out loud to myself, now, Nikki, do you need a snack? Do you need to go potty? Or do you need a nappy poo? Because it's amazing how taking care of one or more of those things, those basic human bodily needs, how much it can improve our state in the moment and moving forward. So I wanted to share SCORE with you right away because that's where I start. And I believe it's one of the most simple and uh, easy to access ways that you can put into place right now so that you can feel better. So yeah, I wanted to start there. Okay, next recommendation. Because I haven't been feeling motivated about school this year, I've had to create routines that help me get my work done. So on this one, this allows me to bring up one of my favorite topics to bring up to anyone I'm working with, which is the conversation around motivation versus habit. We talk so much about motivation. I remember when I worked at a, at a high school, the beginning of the year, so many students would come in and they would talk about their motivation. They say things like, Nick, I'm motivated this year. I'm motivated to get good grades. I'm motivated to have uh, great attendance. I'm motivated to learn a lesson, a language. I'm motivated to make the team. And I would pause and say, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. But there's a quote. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what gets you there. So I would shift this conversation real quickly into, it's cool that you're motivated, but now we're going to have to sit down and have a conversation about what habits, what routines, what systems, rituals you'll need to create in order to reach that goal that you're so motivated about right now. Because the thing would happen, to be motivated, say, end of August, but in October, November, December, maybe January, February, they'd say things like, yeah, I'm just not motivated anymore. I say, of course you're not motivated. It's December. It's cold out. It's dark at like 4 p.m. Snow on the ground. It is habits that get you there. So yeah, we have to have a conversation more so about habits. What routines are you going to create so that you can do well in school or be healthy? If you want to get super in shape, get jacked, get shredded, what habits are you going to create to do that? You want to learn, again, like a, like a language or, a, uh, or an instrument? What routines are you going to create so that you can do that? I like to say that motivation will make you a sandwich when you're hungry, but it isn't going to get you the GPA that you want. Uh, uh, isn't going to help you 
achieve like significant things. So it's really a conversation about that. And when I have the conversation around habits and routines, what I like to do is because I don't want to overwhelm anybody um, and say, you know, look at the whole day and say, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And instead of doing that, I say, let's do this. Let's take a look at the first 15 minutes of your day and the last 15 minutes of your day. If you can dedicate yourself and change the first 15 minutes of the day and the last 15 minutes of your day, it's a game changer. I promise you, you will see significant change, significant growth, and you'll be way more successful. We're sort of creatures of the day. So if we start well and we finish well, it's amazing how that that middle part known as uh, the morning, afternoon, and evening, how much better those get. So when looking at the first 15 and the last 15, uh, I got excited by those numbers because I'm not really good at math. Um, And I'll get there. I'll explain that. Uh, 15 plus 15 is 30. 30 minutes. That's all you have to change. That's all you have to dedicate yourself to. And what I got excited about that number is 30 minutes is 2% of your day. That's it. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a lot to me. Because often when we think about making changes, making new habits, we're like, I just don't have the time. I'll take way too much energy. Do you have 2%? I have another helpful thing here in my office that illustrates this point. I got this little 2% milk reminder. 2% do a body good. And so in looking at the first 15, let me start there. When I work with people, students, um, I like to talk about something called a starting five. In those first 15 minutes, let's look at creating a win streak of five different things. So starting five are five different things that you can do that set yourself up for success, for positive momentum going into the day. And they can be simple. They can be easy. And here's just a few examples. Top one not being so easy, I'll admit. So that first one, out of bed without snoozing. That's a difficult one, but it's a game changer. Uh, what else? Drink a glass of water. Do a breathing exercise. Open the blinds. Water a plant. Make your bed. Eat breakfast. Walk the dog. Say three things that you're grateful for. Write them down. Uh, end your shower with some cold water. Meditate. Do some push-ups. Stretch. Pick five things. They don't need to be on this list. Pick five different things so that you can set yourself up with like this positive perspective. The thing is, you can get on a win streak. First thing in the morning, those first 15 minutes, you can get on a win streak. Because if you think about it, so many young people get on a losing streak. First thing, they hit the snooze like five or six times. And their parents yelling at them to get out of bed. Maybe they don't have enough time to eat breakfast. And then they jump on their remote Zoom class five minutes late. And the teacher says something sort of passive aggressive or whatever. That's like a, I don't know, like a 10-game losing streak to start your day. And that type of energy, that type of momentum carries through the day. And it doesn't need to. So we can be intentional. We can pick five different things that set ourselves up for some positive direction, positive momentum into the day. So that's the first 15 minutes. And then I like to look at the last 15 minutes. I have another helpful visual aid of sorts. I'll explain. 15 minutes. Mine says 15 minutes for tick. You'd be thinking, what's with Tick? Well, Tick is the name of my tomorrow self. Get it? Nick, tomorrow, tomorrow, Nick, Tick. So what I do and what I encourage all people to do, all students, 
take 15 minutes at the end of your day and dedicate that time to setting up your tomorrow self. Do some solid things for tomorrow you. Because I was thinking, if I have a house guest, if I have somebody over, it's like I treat them way better than I treat my tomorrow self. I get them their favorite foods. I set things out, set up the towels, make the bed. I set them up for success, but I don't usually set my tomorrow self up for success. So I was like, you know what? Part of me thinks that tomorrow me really isn't me. So I serve today me by going, tomorrow me will deal with it. So I flipped it. I thought, you know what? Let's just name this tomorrow person. Let's be nice to him. Only for 15 minutes at the end of the day. So here's just an example of what I do when some other students do. I set out Tick's clothes in the order that he puts them on. He likes that because he can kind of stumble around and not know what's going on in the morning. Really tired. I put Tick's socks in his shoes. He really likes that one. He thinks that's awfully nice of yesterday uh, version of himself. Um, What else? I put his bag by the door. Everything he needs is by the door. I also take a minute to look at his schedule for the upcoming day so that he can wake up and not feel overwhelmed or frantic about what's going to happen. I set it up. I look at it. Okay, we got this at 8 a.m. and then this at 2 p.m. so that he can sleep soundly and wake up ready to go. I actually have a buddy uh, who's an executive functioning coach. He actually puts the toothpaste on his tomorrow self's toothbrush. Isn't that amazing? So think about it. What are a few things that you can do in the last 15 minutes of every day to set up your tomorrow self for success? And if you like, you can name your tomorrow self and just take that time, set a reminder on your phone, do something where you go, all right, 15 minutes for tomorrow me. Sometimes it doesn't take 15 minutes more like five, 10 minutes. It doesn't take that much time, but it's amazing the benefit that it has when you wake up, your tomorrow self wakes up. It's amazing just how helpful that is to, again, get that positive momentum going into the day. All right. So that was my conversation about motivation versus habit. Remember, it's really not about motivation, the big things, the difficult things. It's really about the habits, the routines, the systems that you're willing to create to get to wherever it is you want to get, accomplish whatever goal you want to accomplish. Okay, so that was part one. I hope you found some of the information helpful. If you did, or maybe you're hopeful about part two being better, please come back tomorrow to listen to the second half of this presentation. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.